Diamond. D-I-A-M-O-N-D. A precious gem of the most valuable kind. When pure, it is clear. Diamond. D-I-M-O-N-D. A family name bringing traditions of love, hard work, and moral values. This is the Diamond Education Podcast. With my mom and dad, Johnny and Kelly England. Welcome to the Diamond Education Podcast with John and Kelly England, your hosts. We're here to help you find the most valuable education for your child. We are excited today to have our friend Heather Paul on the program with us. Uh, Heather Paul is a director and a science teacher at Ascend, a mentored education. Heather and her husband Val, along with three other couples, founded Ascend 11 years ago to provide an outstanding education for their own children. She was recognized as the outstanding graduate from the College of Education while getting her degree in elementary education from Utah State University. Heather has taught in a variety of settings, but her most treasured teaching experience was homeschooling her five daughters. She is passionate about providing a wholesome and protected environment for youth to grow into who they are meant to be. Heather loves to travel the United States and abroad, especially on humanitarian trips. E-biking is her newest hobby. She supports her kids in the performing arts, leads youth choirs, and designs and sews costumes for youth plays. Heather, welcome to the Diamond Education Podcast. Thank you for having me. What a treat to be here with my friends. Yes, we are so excited to have you. And for... Our audience who uh, has been listening to us for a while, we have two of our children who are attending Ascend. And so we we are definitely excited to have you on and be able to kind of highlight Ascend and you and the work that you guys are doing. Oh, thank you. And their kids are fabulous, just so you know. <laughs> They're wonderful to have part of our school. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So we'd like to start out our podcast, Heather, with the question, what is education? Oh my goodness. Isn't that a fantastic question? I absolutely love that question because it um, education sometimes is defined so narrowly, but the way that I look at education is very broad. It's a lifetime process that helps us be able to gain mastery over our heart, over our mind, after over our bodies and discipline to be able to gain the skills to truly become instruments to have a positive impact in this world. Sometimes academics are the, what we think of when we think of education, but I think it's much more about training the heart and developing the heart and nurturing the heart. Um, learning how to think is a big part of education and learning that process of asking yourself questions and finding answers and knowing when you land on an answer that resonates truth, not just as logically makes sense, but that you can feel is right and knowing where to go to get right answers. All of that encompasses education for me. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love what you said about truth there. When we were very first talking about a podcast, one of the ideas that we threw out for the name of it is the pursuit of truth. And and looking at that, because I do think that's something that's important in our children's lives is for them to know how to find truth for themselves and be able to grow. And as you, as was in your bio, grow into who they are meant to be. So, yeah, yeah, that's way I awesome. That. So Ascend has an interesting history with how it began. Um, so I'd love if you would uh, talk about how you and your husband, and the other founding families decided to begin the school and what were some of the reasons that you began Ascend? Fantastic question. Um, as, as John read in my bio, um, I have my education in elementary education. My, my degree is in elementary education. And I left 
the college it was a fantastic school. Utah State is renowned for their education program um, with more questions than answers, which led me to a couple summers of my own research. And naturally, it kind of took me to alternative routes of education and into the homeschooling world. And so I had determined before I ever had children at that point that I was going to give that a try. And then my oldest daughter was born with um, Down syndrome. And it totally threw me. And so we started to navigate the path of, of all kinds of, of surgeries and, and therapies and everything like that. But then ended up when it was time to send her to school, coming back to that same leanings. And we started to homeschool her at that point when she was five or six. And um, then the others just all followed suit. But then we realized that when we reached, um, so I have five daughters all together, we realized that when they reached 13, 12, 13, that I, I was sitting there watching them one day and realized that uh, they they would do, they did, they, they would walk to the moon and back from me um, up to that point. And they had just incredible friendships, full family relationships, just beautiful world we had created for them with lots of different people. But I realized that they would do more for someone else than for me. And I felt like it wasn't fair for them to stay with me solely. And so that's when we started on the journey with the three other couples, because they were in the same boat. They were in that preteen stage, realizing that outside mentors definitely have a role. And so we went about trying to create the most perfect environment for our children that we could and trying to hire uh, mentors we completely trusted and that would hold our kids accountable, that they would give challenging assignments and the kids would buckle down and, and do it with me as a coach instead of the primary, you know, giving of a giver of assignment. And that has been a beautiful process because I've never totally given my parenting rights over to the school by any means or to these other mentors. They've definitely been an extension of our home, but they've inspired and pulled out of my kids more than I could ever myself. And that that was the whole intent of Ascend 11 years ago. We really didn't think a lot of people would be interested in attending outside of the homeschooling um, circles. And yet we found through the years that we are appealing to a lot of people now that are wanting a different environment. And we're having these fabulous families and kids find us. And it is creating a beautiful environment to to develop, to grow, to, to progress, and to ultimately figure out what their life's missions are and prepare for that life mission. That's, oh, that's I love that. Awesome. I love that. As you know, Heather, our, we're new to the homeschool world. I mean, this is our second year. Yeah. And, um, and then we have two that go to Ascend, and then our high schooler does kind of multiple things. But your Ascend was like, a blessing, such a huge blessing to find. Cause I was overwhelmed that first year. Cause I was like, I'm pulling like the public education was no longer fitting us. And I was like five kids and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. terrifying. And you're praying and you're like, okay, I'm doing yes. this God. I need your help. And then a mom showed up on my door that was taking their child, you know, to ascend and it was just an answer like that is where and when we came and met and shadowed and was uh, and our child was up in the school we just knew that was where she needed to be and it's been amazing to see so this one child went from public right to ascend and just the transformation in her because we were she was losing her light in the other situation and at ascend she was getting that light back 
she and it was through Yay. her discovering her life mission it was like you know because we do it at home but if they're in an environment where kids are telling them the opposite yeah it's super yeah. hard you yeah. know and so it's just it, ascend has been a beautiful blessing because we love homeschool i love homeschooling the younger ones because on the one that went this year to ascend was homeschooled but she was ready to have more to have other adults telling her what to do <laughs> and i get to do that and yeah. she's wonderful yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you're telling them what to do, you're guiding them you're, yeah. you're teaching them yeah. true principles and helping them discover how to apply that in their life and and that's what I love. So I love, I love that you mentioned that there became a light because there's something magic that happens when you realize that you're bigger than just jumping through hoops. Yes, when there's, there's a greater purpose, it is, it be, we, we base ascend loosely on the principles of the TJ ed education, um, which is the, just so everybody knows the Thomas Jefferson education. Thank you. Thank you. I'm um, written by Oliver DeMille. He's a master. He's an absolute pioneer. And he talks about a conveyor belt education or a leadership education. And that was eye-opening to me. It answered so many of the questions I had when I was going through my, my um, bachelor's degree. And it was like, you mean I'm, I'm meant for more than just to be able to find a job. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you realize that, you're like, oh, I need to be preparing and preparing for important things because God has a mission for me and I have things that need to be accomplished that uses my strengths and my and my talents. And um, he, he created me the way I am and the way that I think, the way that I, that I do things because I have important things to do. Once a student catches that vision, the fire is ignited and and they start to realize that these teen years are really preparatory years yes. and much more than just trying to figure out what they're going to do on Friday night or who they're going to hang with, even though those components are extremely important, especially in this season of life. I would never downplay that, but there's something absolutely um, uh, full and rich when they realize they're here for something more than just absolutely yeah. just doing the basic things. Well, so. their divine role, I look at, um, yeah. like, and I, there are good things to all educate, like public and all that, but missing out on the spiritual aspect is huge. Like the role of a child of God is so huge, that divine nature it's, and we tend to think like our role just as being an engineer or a public a public teacher or all those roles are what we should focus on, but it's so much deeper than that. And when you learn that, the job or that comes along with it too, because you need to provide for your family, right? But it's just, it's so much deeper yeah. than that. Absolutely. Well, and that and those roles of of your of your occupation or your wherever you choose to spend, you know, use your talents is secondary to your heart. Absolutely. To, to, to know and to have the purity and the clarity of, of that connection from above is the first and foremost thing. After that happens, there's other things fall into place as it needs to. Absolutely. And, and, you, and you have clarity, you, you, you know, like you said, the divine nature in us. Yeah. Well, and you're walking with God, who's going to guide you where exactly. you need to be. And that would, yeah. Yeah. I Love think that, that yeah. Well, and we had actually a couple of weeks ago, we had Peter connect who's with American heritage schools worldwide. That's their online version. 
And he wow. talked about that same thing and that, you know, the Pope, they, they really emphasize what they call the four R's. Right. And I can't, I'm not going to remember all of them, but you know, he mentioned that relate and reasoning and relate reason, um, Oh, the other research. Two. No, that's not one. <laughs> I, I can't remember. <laughs> Listen to that episode to remember what that is. Listeners, but... We obviously need to read that. <laughs> but, but he said there, there's definitely parts of it, like especially that relate aspect that is really difficult for a secular education to do. And, and that, you know, a place like American Heritage and Ascend can really provide that because you're outside of that traditional system that, you know, can be quite contentious about what should and should not be in it. But when you, you start your own, it it becomes a very. Yeah. And to be fair, I think there are a lot of teachers that would love to. Oh, for sure. It's just the nature, I think, of the public system. Well, and the law, you know, there is some laws that bound them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so, So adding that spiritual is so huge. So. Yeah. Anyway, so you, you started to touch on, um, you know, kind of how, what Ascend being um, uh, based on, you know, Oliver DeMille's uh, Thomas Jefferson education. Um, you also talk a lot with uh, about a mission-driven life at Ascend and things like that. So what are some of the things that Ascend does to provide that mentorship and the philosophies that are behind why you do what you do? Wow, great question. Um, we, we do mentor. We, we try to train our mentors to become true mentors, which means that they're walking beside students and not necessarily out in front just dictating what needs to happen. you you want to model the process of learning right beside your student. So many times when we're in classes, um, you know, a teacher will go, wow, that was so profound. I've got to write that down. I've never thought of that. So there's that exchange of, of student and teacher and peers all, all building upon the, the things that um, they're discussing and the things they're talking about. Um, we hold mentor meetings with our students uh, regularly between every four to six weeks. In the younger uh, levels, we have the parent join in. And then we, then when they become a little bit older, we realize that step into owning their own education is a critical part for them to meet with their mentor one-on-one. And they get to really talk about the process. Where are they at? How are they feeling about things? Are they structuring their time well? But to have that one-on-one time um, is as valuable for the mentor as it is for the student because the mentor gets to know them and gets to know their interests. And then when more they, the better they know their students, the more they tailor what they teach in the classroom or and the way that they approach it. We we do the, the simple uh, formula that has been tested for centuries of just reading, writing, discussing. We do a lot of that at Ascend. Um, we read, even in the younger levels, we read five to seven books a semester. And so we we spend a lot of time realizing to fill the well. You have to have good information to draw from to be able to have an effective discussion. And then when we come to school, naturally, our mentors will have certain themes that they want to talk about, like, you know, a Christmas carol or seven habits of effective effective teens or uh, failing forward. Those are just some of the the books that are done in our in our foundations class. They'll, they'll have certain things they want to touch, touch on, but they really allow a lot to evolve within the classroom with what the students bring. And the discussion becomes very rich. And the kids are like, wow, 
I read that book and you read this book and you have, you got very different things from it than I did. And, and they come together and they just raise the level of the understanding. And then the final step is writing about it. Um, we don't, we don't do an astronomical amount of writing. We don't do as near as much writing as we do discussing, but we write because it helps our thoughts become exact. Yeah. And so we read to fill our minds. We discuss to be able to further that and deepen that knowledge and also become ready to talk outside of the classroom. When you've had the practice inside the classroom, you become more articulate and you can share your ideas and stand for what you believe um, in a more powerful way when the environment is ne when it's needed outside of the classroom. And then when you get a chance to write about it, your thoughts just become very exact and it sticks with you. And that material becomes yours. And that process done over the course of years develops a heart and a mind like nothing that I've seen. It's so simple. They've used it for, like I said, for centuries and different in different approaches, different ways, different combinations. But it's that reading, writing, discussing that is so powerful. That's the heart of what we do. Now, naturally, some topics don't lend themselves as easily to that. Math is one that we feel needs to be taught linear, <laughs> I think, yeah. step by step, day by day. But I've just not seen anyone become confident or proficient in math without that discipline right. and without that accountability. Um, and science is kind of right there in between. You know, you definitely have to learn a vocabulary to understand science. And, um, but boy, there's a lot of opportunity for hands-on learning and there's a ton of opportunity for discussion, but there is some absolute parts of, of science. So as we offer all the different topics that we do at Ascend, we have this nice variety of perhaps maybe a little more traditional type learning with the sciences and the maths. And then we have what we call our library studies, which involves um, English and um, which naturally is, is a lot of literature. And we have history and leadership all combined in, in quite a little combination, but those two weave together, those three weave together so beautifully that it's so much more rich. All three of them, just when you're reading a book in literature, and then you tie it into the concepts you're learning about in leadership, and then you tie that into um, a historical setting, it becomes so alive. Yeah. And, and, and just not these isolated little pockets of, oh, this is happening here. This is happening here. And once those connections start to happen in literature, it's a natural, normal part to be able to have it become part of you. We're going, oh, this concept isn't just work for Corey Ten Boom in the hiding place. This concept works for me. Yeah, and absolutely. that's the ultimate is when we can change their very natures by the material that they're exposed to. Absolutely. Yeah. That relate and apply is huge too. Yeah. And and one of the things I will say is, so Kate is our oldest who uh, started attending Ascend. And one of the things that we asked her last year, you know, we were probably about this time, maybe, maybe a little bit sooner, maybe the, you know, late fall or whatever. And asked her like, okay, how's school? Do you like it? She's like, dad, it's way more difficult than the public system was, but I love it. And that was what she said. And, and so I think there, that aspect of being able to, you know, you, you do rely on their personal thoughts and, and, and trying to draw those out. And that keeps them so engaged with uh, what they have going on and, and it makes them care about, you know, Hey, I'm reading this thing because my mentor is going to ask for my personal thoughts on it and, and not just some prepared thought of what 
he wants me to say, but he actually cares about what I personally learned. And that's one thing that I've, I've loved about watching her bloom and grow at Ascend. Well, and to add on to that, so she not only related it and applied it to her life, then she found the joy in it and wanted to teach us. So family home evenings for her became teaching out of, they were doing mission driven mom. Yes. Teaching out of that, which was so, we loved it. So cute. She was so fired up about it. You know, and at some points we were like, okay, but we got to keep the lesson to about this. We've got a five-year-old. Five and six-year-old at home. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love it when when they become so excited? And and I think it comes back to that divine nature. We know divinely inside of us when we're doing something that's important. And we know when we're simply just going through emotions. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We know it. And, and when we can do that, when we can be going, I can see the importance of this. All of a sudden it doesn't become a drudgery. Yeah. yeah. Our, our, our student, you know what I mean? Our students are going, I, I'll do the necessary reading. And it, it is hard. Yeah. There, there is nothing easy about this type of learning. And yet we all are designed to grow. Yeah. yeah. It, it's innate in us. And, and if we aren't growing, we're not satisfied. And um, I really feel like, Oh boy, this might be getting, <laughs> this is a Heather Paul. Okay. No, <laughs> I love it. Go. Like some, some of the, the concerns we're seeing in these latter days of the, of the, of the emotional struggles and some of the anxiety, sometimes I think that can go back to having us not engaged in meaningful things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our souls know it. Yeah. Our souls know it. And yet when we can fill our souls, I think some of those things might be lessened. Yeah. Um, that certainly doesn't, go across the board in, in, in any way, but I know that I'm much more happy when I'm Absolutely. engaged in something that I feel is important. And I, I think it's the same for our teens, our youth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think when you know the big picture, like when you, you say it, it's not as big of a deal. Like there's times when I get worked up about something and I'm like, but the big picture is this and that. So it's not really that big of a deal. But to add on to Heather, so the other day I had a situation happen and I was needing advice from someone. So I went out in the kitchen and I was like trying to like, well, let me ask John and talk with him. But I had that feeling of, no, Kate was out there. Include her in this mm-hmm. conversation. And so I told him I didn't give names. I just told the situation like, guys, I'm needing some counsel on this. And Kate was the one who picked it up and went to the cycle of creator and um, now my mind's going to go blank from everything. <laughs> but yeah, so, so there's there the creator, the coach. Executor, and yeah. I forget what the other one is. And then there's the other triangle of being a creator and a coach. And, and she just gave me the advice I needed. And so it was so amazing. So this child is 14 and the wisdom she has because she is discovering her life mission and what she has she is helping her 42 year old mom (laughs) you know and I I guess I go back to even our gospel we have a um a leader in our church who helped restore the church Joseph Smith who was 14 and I remember thinking man that's young like (laughs) how can someone who's 14 and then seeing that in my daughter like I think we underestimate what our youth and these kiddos can do and the wisdom they can gain if we let them discover it and and ascend is hitting that on the nail well and and you also mentioned the idea of you know having meaning in our life i mean there's all kinds of books out there that talk about that you're you're reading Corey ten boom's book right 
um, of The Hiding Place. Is that right? The Hiding Sorry, Place. I, I haven't read it, so I'm trying to remember. <laughs> we keep but, telling him he needs to read it. I know. It, it's I think that's my, your assignment, John, because <laughs> that's a life-changing book. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you 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 listen to that book and, and they got through their trials because they had meaning. Uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. He got through his trial of the Holocaust because he had meaning in his life, right? Um, I'm currently reading a book called The One Thing, and it talks about this desire to go and find what is your life mission that will give you meaning and support. And this idea of having a balanced life is like is is a uh, something that doesn't exist, right? Like balance, balance isn't there. What you have is actually counterbalance to create this idea of being of, of what looks like balance. And, and so, but, but having that meaning and purpose in your life is what can drive you to counterbalance your life so that it's working in all areas. And I think that's a really important thing that uh, we don't always think about when we talk about education is helping children and youth and teenagers to find meaning in their life uh, and, and doing it, whether it's through the mission driven teen or, um, mentoring through like a Thomas Jefferson education, I think is really, really important. Well, and I'd like to add to that learning is lifelong. Yeah. yeah. I think it's not just for our youth, the, the ones, the homes that um, are creating an environment of learning. Um, it, it's a lifelong process. And, and and what we learn when we're young, of course, lays foundations, but it really, it continues. And, and if you can just have that deep love, um, there's nothing more satisfying. I have two daughters now who have graduated and um, they're, you know, home from missions and, and married and, and well, one that just left for a mission and to see them <clears throat> continue to want to learn at such a deep level means that we've done our job here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're searching, they're looking, they're, they're not always being satisfied with what's being offered. Traditionally, they're going, okay, this doesn't really fit me, but I'm going to spend the, the price or, or the, or the, or the energy to find what really does fit what I feel I really would like to do. And, and it's, that's been a sweet thing to watch and a payday. And I'm so grateful that you've shared what you have with Kate and what, and what yeah. she's been able to do because I, those, those are my paydays. Yeah. I think, you know, you wonder as you're putting things together, is it really doing what we want it to do? And when you share that information, it's like, oh, yes. Yes. And as a parent, I think every parent wants to, each child to know their divine, you know, identity and what they can accomplish. So and I think being environment that supports it and not just blast them with everything anti of yes. who yeah. they really are. Absolutely. In, in that I sometimes I describe um ascend as kind of an incubator. Mm. And I want to be able to incubate them through those really, really challenging years. So when they come out, they have such clarity and know who they are that they can stand for truth no matter where they go. Absolutely. And yet if you were to do that too early in a 12 or a 13 situation where they're just blasted with all kinds of false information that they have to discern so early, they're not ready for it. Yeah. And so I, I like that incubator idea that gives them the start and the launch that will allow them to be successful throughout the rest of their life. Absolutely. Yeah. So that goes when I was debating what to do with homeschool and everything, because I always had that you had people telling you and you had that thought of, well, they got to learn how to deal with it, you know, or things like, and then I actually had come to me that no, they need to feel the spirit as much as they can. So they are ready for that. They need 
that so much. Like they're not meant to be out in the front lines on the war at the moment. Yeah. They, they need to go through the, the training that we as adults have had before they're put into that front lines. Cause the front lines will come when they're ready to come. Like they're, they're going to face them when they're, when they need to. Like, well, honestly, each of us, but we need can prepare them back up yeah. some, and re- you know, we're constantly needing to build that spirit. And so it's not like we ever leave that. And going back to your, just for youth, it's a lifelong learning in a way. We're all quite young. If you look at the big picture, yeah. <laughs> we're eternal. Be- I'm still a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. And that gives me, brings me a lot of comfort. Does it not? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm still young in this whole process. When I look at the eternities, I'm still I'm young. So young. I have a <laughs> lot to learn. So yeah. So yeah. yeah. And they're definitely souls. Like I look at our Kate, I'm, I'm like, she's got a wise soul, more wise than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've and seen so... that with my children as well. They have taught me more than I could probably ever teach them. Yeah. And I think part of not having to go out into the war zone too early um, yeah. has given that opportunity to really blossom. You know, if, if you look at what they do in the military, they don't ever send anyone on the front lines till they do boot camp. Yep. Yep. And this is boot camp. We yeah. are becoming warriors. And if we don't take that part serious to really prepare, then you're not prepared for when you no. do have to hit the front lines. And so I love that you said the front lines, because that brought that whole image to me that you're right. Yeah. That That's what we're about. We are about preparing for war. Yes. Yeah. And, and when, and when they're there, they'll know how to do it. Yeah. They'll and honestly, the parents are the ones on the front lines. That's yeah. That's our role right now. <laughs> yes. so, well, and it's interesting. So I, I've been listening to a history podcast, but it, it's talking about the French Revolution. But one of the things that their army did, I'm not getting into the uh, morality of the French Revolution and all the killing that they did there. But um, but one of the things they did in their army that actually improved their army is they they took veteran groups and they added the newcomers to those groups so that every unit that they had and this is how their army became amazing and then you know napoleon came along and decided he wanted to conquer the world but but it's it's a way that they improved it and and i think it's a a principle that we have here of you know we're the veterans of the world as the parents right and so our job is to teach them along the way before they get to those main fighting situations where they may be on their own they need that mentoring like like we've talked about so well to add on to that we have even older veterans grandparents and i don't know how many times and the world wants to discount them yeah and so and their wisdom but they have so much wisdom and they yeah you know but they they do try to like almost push them off to the side be like oh you're old you don't know anything or oh that culture of what that book was written back in the greek days that can't have any meaning to me today you know when you think about the iliad or whatever well you could add the mentors are these books as well that they are reading absolutely and then i love to send i mean yes we're sending kate to ascend but as a family we're still involved we're talking about what she's reading and there's that still that mentor relationship in the family as well so and, and that's when it's by far most most um powerful is yeah. when it's when parents choose to continue their education along with their kids because boy your dinner time conversations change an awful lot when you're all talking about the christmas carol yeah you, you know yeah. Like, let's talk about scrooge let's talk about the the ghosts of christmas past present and future i mean that gives you yeah. incredible conversations around Absolutely. the table it always goes into 
what's happening here right now. Uh-huh. You know, you can direct Absolutely. those conversations and going, so what does it mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. what does this mean? What does that mean to you? And and education is really, I feel like, divinely meant to be a family process. And so at Ascend, we try so hard to keep the family the center. And we we um, we try to educate our parents somewhat. We're actually looking at doing, wanting to provide more of that. And we always encourage them to uh, lead along with their kids, just like you're doing. And, uh, and then having those meaningful discussions, because their, their number one mentors are their parents. Yeah, that that's their number one mentors of the parents. And sometimes, you know, as I've talked to people about homeschooling, um, some of them have said, this feels so good to me because I meant to do more than just laundry and meals for my kids, where it expands that role of going, you are the number one mentor, whether you realize it or not, you are. And now let's teach you how to, let's teach you how to really magnify that. And that's a beautiful thing to watch within a home because that's really where it all comes back to. We really do only want to be an extension of the home and have the values and the, um, and the, and and the traditions honored of the home and the family time honored. We only meet three days a week, partly because of that. Mm -hmm. One is, uh, because they do have a considerable amount of reading and they need time mm-hmm. to get their reading done. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. really, unless you have just a bionic um, <laughs> yeah, focus, yeah. you know, by the time you come home from school, you're not going to sit and read for four hours. You've yeah. got to do other things. You might get a couple hours in at the evening and still stay healthy, but, but yeah. those days at home really are meant to build through a lot of the reading. But in addition to that, it keeps them grounded at home with their family and the time with their parents to talk and discuss and, and just not have to navigate peers all the time. There's that letdown that they can just be safe within their mom's and dad's arms. And it's, it, it creates a really, really nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I love that Heather. And one of the things that we love about Ascend that we've participated in is the idea of how you guys learn what they've learned. And you do that through oral exams which we absolutely love. So can you talk about oral exams, what you guys do and what that looks like? Oh, yes. It is actually our greatest payday for all the board members, those behind the scenes and the teacher and the mentors as well. Um, so we cancel school for a week. That's quite bold. <laughs> we cancel school for a week, the last week of the semester, and we schedule students one-on-one to come in and stand before their mentor, their parents and whoever else they might want to invite. Sometimes they bring in grandparents or a special neighbor or so we, we allow that to be very individual to the student and then a board member. And for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, they are asked questions about what they learned in the semester. And this isn't meant to stump them in any way. It's truly meant to um, take what they have, be able to have them talk about the things that they've, they've learned and then be able to just ask them the next question. So the next concept comes up, the next concept is built. So they are growing live right before you. It is one of the most beautiful, beautiful experiences. We always say it's sacred ground in those rooms because heaven many times touches earth and witnesses to them. Perhaps um, one, one of their things that they need to do. Uh, I had a daughter that had an assignment that she had to research abortion to a really, really deep level and argue both sides. And um, through that process, she became such a champion for life. And that topic came up in her oral because her mentor is very aware of this journey she was on. And 
it was witnessed so strongly in that oral exam that she had work to do in this area of protecting life. And she became so passionate about it. And that final tip happened within her oral exam. It's just an incredible thing. It um, allows the mentor once again to get to know them to a deeper level. And again, tailor how they teach because they know them. Um, But it's a tremendous amount of growth for the student. After they do that for several years, there's not many environments that intimidate them. My daughters, I go back to them because I just know I know them. <laughs> and I'm not telling a story that's not tr- untrue. Because <laughs> I know the details. I remember the details of my own kids. <laughs> but, they, but they go into any job. And now I have three that have, have done this. Um, one that's still at Ascend. I actually have two more at Ascend, but she hasn't had the experience yet. But they go into any job interview. And they're like, oh, mom, that's so easy. <laughs> I, I've got gone through oral exams. That's just so easy. It's, it's, it's super easy that way. And then my daughter, who's home from her mission while she was there, um, her mission president called her in about three months into her mission and asked her, I said, who are you? Why is it that you can handle any question that comes your way with any, with any age and you can answer with such eloquence and simplicity. And if you don't know it, you can simply say, I don't know. And it doesn't phase you a bit. What has your training been? And my daughter simply said, well, I've gone through seven oral exams and he was absolutely intrigued. And so once he came home from his mission, and when he got home, he's invited us up to his home twice mm-hmm. and just to talk about the process that um, took place to develop the skills that my daughter Larissa had when she when she hit the, the mission field. And um, that was a huge payday. Mm-hmm. But, but more than that, ultimately, it's when um, you set an environment that allows witnessing from heaven to happen about who they really are. And what coming back to that concept, the more we know about who we really are, the more we are able to live life in the way that he intended us to. Yeah. Oh, I like I how you said that. that. Yeah. That's that's an awesome, I think almost way for us to end our podcast with what you just said. Like that is such an amazing like statement. I I just want to kind of let that like you know what I'm saying? Because that, 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 that's really what education is about is again, helping them grow and develop into who God needs them to be. And that's going to be different for every child. Um, but we all have missions from God that, that he needs us personally to do for him. And I think that's, I think that's an amazing thing. So yeah, Heather, you're amazing. Yeah. So grateful that you you've been brought into our lives and your family and the school ascend and, and, and that you started the school because it's been a blessing in our lives. Thank you for following your mission yeah. and starting the school. <laughs> Sometimes I question that mission. <laughs> this is hard stuff. I think we all do. Oh, we're so grateful for you. Yeah. 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 We like to end our podcast, Heather, with one of the questions. Who is one of your heroes from history and why? Oh, that is an excellent question. And naturally, um, depending on the experiences I've had recently, it changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one of my most recent experiences was I've determined that Casper Tenboom is one of my greatest heroes. Um, if you've read The Hiding Place, which John, that's your assignment now. You have <laughs> yes, to read yes. The Hiding Place. <laughs> if you've read The Hiding Place, he is the father of Corey Tenboom. And his careful preparation 
prepared her to be able to do that incredible mission that she had through World War II. I mean, little did he know as he was gathering them at his feet, teaching him the word of God, teaching them the word of God, and deliberately and carefully training their hearts and minds. Little did he know of what their mission was, that they would need to stand as such leaders and protectors during um, one of the most horrific times of history. Little did he know that, that he would train Corey to be able to bring peace and solace as they were in um, the concentration camps. And little did he know that Corey would go ahead and create a space of, of, of healing and refuge for those who had to go through those experiences and then write one of the most profound and impactful books that has changed the world. Casper had no idea any of those things were going to happen to Corey, but he prepared her in every way for that life mission through the simpleness of teaching truth. And so he's one of my favorite um, men. And in all honesty, I can't wait to meet him when we're all gathered on the other side. He will be someone that I will seek out yeah. because he's been a fantastic example for me to try to follow. Yeah. That's oh, I awesome. that. Amazing man. Yeah. yeah. That is awesome. One of the stories that I, I haven't read the book, but I've heard lots of stories from the book. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the stories that Kelly shared with me is the idea of um, he was on the train, right? With, Corey asked maybe you should question. tell the story because you. When Corey asked him a question, that was obviously too old for her to really understand. And he sat with it for a while. And he asked her to pick up his bag. Do you remember this, Heather? Oh, do I ever? Yeah. I've thought of something. Continue. Yeah, to pick up his bag and carry it. And it's a big bag and it's heavy. And she was just kind of like, what? <laughs> and he said, well, obviously, and I'm probably going to butcher the way he worded it, but obviously you are too small to carry this bag and basically applied it to the situation of let me carry the, the worries topic. of this topic for right now and when you're old enough and you're ready and, and ready, you're prepared and you're you stronger carry, then you can carry begin to carry and, it and I think that's the idea yeah and obviously later in the book it applies to a situation in her life that where she realizes it's her time to carry the bag you know but I think going back to ascend is these kids aren't ready what we said to be on the front lines or carry the bag right now we are teaching them like Casper 10 boom to we're preparing them to carry the bag of whatever it is that God needs them to carry. Yeah. So exactly. It comes back to the incubation period, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have thought of that situation um that that Corey that Corey writes about so many times and try to draw wisdom from it to know how to answer questions with my kids. Absolutely. What they're really ready for and what they're not. Yeah. And not to take the world's guidelines for that. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but absolutely. But, um, yeah, to be able to know who they are, who my kids are, when they're ready for certain information and certain responsibilities. And yeah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Heather, it's been so fun to sit and chat with you. I'm like, can we spend another hour? Exact <laughs> <laughs> same way. You've taught me so much. Oh, and I appreciate it. So appreciate your family and the friendship that we have. What a treat. Thank you for oh, inviting me on. We love you guys. So thank you. It is it is a mutual admiration society. <laughs> yes. Heather, where can our listeners find you or connect with you? Oh man, if any of these things have resonated with you, please go find us on the web at mentoring at ascend 
dot org. And that's mentoring AT, not the sign, but mentoring AT ascend.org. And you can go in and fill out an inquiry form and that will send a, a message to me and I'll try to get back with you within the next couple of days and we can ch- chat and talk more about um, what we do. Yeah. Love it. Awesome. Thank you, Heather. Thank you again, again for being on. Hey, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Diamond Education Podcast. You can connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. At Diamond Education, D-I-M-O-N-D, or on our website, diamondedcom